0: Hi! Hello! Welcome back to Nevertheless, She Persisted, a podcast with Sadie Sutton. Today I'm here with Kayla. Hello! And we're going to talk about anxiety and worries and what it's like to have anxiety, experiences.
1: All that jazz.
0: All the fun things. So Mm -hmm. I'm 16.
1: I'm 15.
0: Yeah. Um, tell me a little bit, brief bit about yourself.
1: So I grew up in Texas and I've lived my entire life there. Uh, my parents got divorced whenever I was in fifth grade. Um, and my mom is still currently living in the house that I came home from the hospital to. So yeah, I don't know. My world has been pretty small up until... The past year, whenever I like started my whole treatment journey, like going to outpatient and then wilderness, and now here at a boarding school. So yeah.
0: Cool. I, thought, I don't know. Should we just start at the beginning? Yeah, sure. What is like your first memory of like being anxious or having anxiety about something? Um, I always think these are so funny because they're like <laughs> over the worst things ever. <laughs>
1: Um, whenever I was in, like, kindergarten, I remember being, like, like, coming home from school and telling my mom about all these cool girls who had, like, cool clothing and, like, me wanting to be like them and small things like that. Like, I remember one girl got an iPod for, in one of her Easter eggs, I think, and I was, like... That is what? cool, I know, it right? In an easter-it? I know, that's, that's oh, really ridiculous that? <laughs> It's really stupid, but at the time I was, like, so jealous And I was, like, Mom, Well, I'm like, jealous I'm, <laughs> I know, right? Like, I just want to be them And she was, like, like, you need to be yourself And I was, like, but I want myself to be them Yeah Um, so that's probably, like, my first dosage of Me not being comfortable with myself And me, like, wanting to be other people Which I consider anxiety Yeah Um, yeah
0: I know when I was really, I think it was like first grade, but I had a group of friends and it was like when people were starting to do sleepovers, I was like oh, yeah. only one year into this school, but this girl, like major Disney fanatic, like Disneyland every weekend, all that kind of stuff. And she was like, I'm having this sleepover. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and she was like, it's on like Tuesday or something, which was like a school night. And I was like, okay. Oh, and she no. was like. It's going to be so fun. We're going to camp in the backyard and we're going to put balloons on top of the tent and we're going to fly to Disneyland like an up and then we'll wake up and we'll go skiing and t- sing with the chipmunks from the squeak And I was like, oh, okay. Okay. I'm, I'm coming. <laughs> she's delusional. <laughs> no, I was like, yes. All right. And I like went home and I was like, mom, she's having, I don't, should I say a name? Go for it. I was like, mom. Mackenzie's like having the sleepover like I I, Ma, I, have to go she was like I haven't heard anything about it like I haven't gotten an email um and I was like literally in the first grade like no one goes to someone's house <laughs> the parents mm-hmm. have communicated and I was like she she told me like she she said it's happening we're going in the tent to Disneyland like I have to be the sleepover <laughs> mom um and she was like, I'm sorry, like, you can't go unless I hear something about it. And so I remember going to school next day, and I was just so anxious that people were going to be going, and I wasn't. I had to, like, Aww. tell them, I'd be like, I-, I can't go to the sleepover. And I was just, like, so upset about it. Um, but the... And then a couple days later, I was talking about it with my other friend who was supposed to go, and she was like, you know, my mom said I could go also, but then... Your mom talked to Mackenzie's mom, and Mackenzie's mom had no idea. So then she was calling all these moms, and I almost showed up at her house for no reason. And I was like, oh, okay. Oh. So there was no flying to disneyland Aww. but i had hope <laughs> oh man i
1: want to fly to disneyland on a tent
0: yes yeah. so awesome yes so that was a really long story so i was anxious that i'd be like missing out on have yeah. to tell people that i couldn't do something other yeah dude do.
1: fomo is real yeah missing out is like totally a thing
0: yeah and it's like i like hate that term so much because FOMO? you yeah you <laughs> yeah. always think of it as like oh, fear of, like, you're gonna see people hanging out, Mm -hmm. but, like, whenever I get that, I'm, like, literally sitting in the same room, and I'm, like, I'm just not, like... Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, for me, it's, like, anything from, like, I don't know, going to a restaurant and, like, seeing my friends hanging out without me, Mm -hmm. or, like... I don't know, they're they're all, like, simultaneously not texting me, and I'm, like, they're totally, like, talking about me in a different group chat or something. Or even, like, sitting in the same room with them, and they're having a conversation about something that I have nothing, like, I don't know anything about. Yeah. So, yeah. You literally, yeah. every single flavor of social anxiety that could possibly exist is present.
0: For <laughs> me, I never realized that, like, what I was having was anxiety until after the first time I was in the hospital. Because before then, I was just, like, in, like, a constant state of, like, numbness and depression Mm -hmm. and then after that i understood what was going on so it lifted like i wasn't just like numb and uh, misunderstanding but Mm -hmm. i was like it immediately reverted to anxiety and it was constantly an influx so i was too depressed to be anxious about something or i was so anxious Mm -hmm. um which like really didn't make a whole lot of sense but i just remember after that point like my parents noticed that i was much more fidgety and restless anxiety, like, took much more attention from me than, like, Mm -hmm. it did before. Yeah, um,
1: for me, like,
0: I didn't even know that
1: anxiety was, like, a term. Yeah. Um, and until I was in, like, second or third grade, Mm -hmm. and then whenever I did figure out it was a term, I thought, like, this is an adjective, and I didn't know that it was a, like, considered a mental illness, Mm -hmm. or something like that, until, like, eighth grade. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So pretty
1: late into my anxiety spiel, did I even know that it existed. Yeah. So I feel like that was kind of, like, I don't want to say incapacitating, but, like, kind of limited me because I thought that it was a normal thing Mm -hmm. that just no one talked about, which kind of played to me having, like, really, really, um, struggled throughout my life with, like, sharing my emotions and being vulnerable with people. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: What did, like, that anxiety look like for you? Like, what did that feel like?
1: It presented in so many ways. It would be, like, me struggling to wake up
0: for school in the mornings. It would be, Because you were, like, too anxious. You were anxious about, like, what would happen at school. Uh, All of the things. Yeah. Like,
1: me avoiding schoolwork and then me getting extremely anxious about having to tell my teachers that I didn't do my homework. So, an obvious solution in my eyes was just to not go to school and then I would miss more and then it would just be, like, this terrible downward spiral. And then my social life, I just constantly assumed that everyone hated me at all times. Mm -hmm. Um, which I convinced myself was so I wouldn't ever be disappointed, in quotes. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But, in reality... I've used that one
0: before. Yeah. Expect the worst. Something better is always gonna happen. Yeah,
1: totally. Um, but I just, like, lived a life of disappointment and sadness and fear. Yeah. Um, and never really had any true friends because I never really trusted anyone. Yeah. So, yeah. Manifested in all of the
0: ways. Yeah. I remember for me like now I'll notice when I get anxiety um like I'll get like I hate, like butterflies but much mm-hmm. worse like my stomach will just flip yeah. and hurt and I'm like oh my goodness yeah um when and that is me like being like genuinely nervous but mm-hmm. excited about something I would say After I was in the hospital and after I started experiencing anxiety more, Mm -hmm. the influx of the two was because it was picking, choosing between a rock and a hard place. Mm -hmm. Like, anxiety was an emotion that wasn't depression and wasn't shame or sadness or something Mm -hmm. like that. And so I would have all these anxieties about the weirdest things. Part of it was OCD, like, Mm -hmm. all these intrusive thoughts about, like, Someone's going to come through the door right now and kill me. Um, So, like, all these really bizarre scenarios that I would come up with. um, But part of it was just anxiety was something so immediate and concrete um, that I could be worried about. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't like I would be stuck in my head. It would just be like, Mm -hmm. I can focus on this right now and I'm anxious about it. Um, But, yeah, I know, like... I, in, like, that year of eighth grade, like, I had my first, like, panic attack, mm-hmm. um, after an argument with my parents, and I don't remember what it was about at all. It was, like, it's probably messing with me super stupid, <laughs> um, but they just weren't listening, and I, my, like, dad left and went back to his room, mm-hmm. um, and I was like, mom, like, he just won't listen, I, like, I don't, under- he just won't listen, um, like you don't understand, you like I just couldn't make them get what I was saying. Mm-hmm. And I just got like more and more worked up like I would when I was a little kid where you'd get so upset that when you were crying instead mm-hmm. of sobbing you're like <gasps> Yeah. Like you just you just everything was a hiccup and a hyperventilating and yeah. crying. Um yeah like so i know when i was like a baby baby my parents would put me in my room and i'd be so like i don't want to go to bed like this is not i would be angry at them about something Mm -hmm. and i would just sit um i had a little gate on my room and i would sit there and cry and cry and cry and pound on the door and i would cry and i'd get these hiccup Mm -hmm. sobs and i remember that from when i was little but it hadn't happened in like 10 years yeah um and here i was like upset about something and all of a sudden i'm like not like i can't breathe like i don't know what's happening um and I just remember, like, she was, like, okay, lay down, lay down. And she, like, put me on my bed and was, like, I was, like, I just can't breathe. I can't breathe. I can't stop crying. Mm-hmm. Um, She's, like, okay, okay. It took, me, like, 45 minutes to, like, fully calm down. And I was, like, I don't even know, like, mm-hmm. because then I was, that like, I couldn't breathe. And what was happening? And I was, like, wait, she's leaving. Where is she going? Um. And so it was, like, it kind of was like that. Um, And... So after that first time, it got to a point where that would happen more and more often. Mm-hmm. Um, and then towards the end of that year when I was still pretty depressed and anxiety surfaced a lot more for me. And also, I think when we both say anxiety, we're not mm. talking about, like I mentioned, like butterflies about being nervous for something. Yeah, people this, use it interchangeably. Like yeah. a lot,
1: And it's really, really different.
0: Yeah, like this was a consistent... Fear of everything that was impacting my life, yeah. as I'm sure... Yeah, totally. It significantly impacted yours mm-hmm. as well.
1: It's the difference, like, that's totally the difference between yeah. anxiety and being nervous. Because being mm-hmm. nervous is like, like having anxiety. oh, I have a test tomorrow, and, like... Yeah, what you're if anxious or you have questions. anxiety. Yeah, and then it's like, I am legitimately scared of yeah. failing, and I don't know, like, how it's I irrational. react. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's completely irrational. Yeah.
0: yeah, and I know, like, when I talk about this time, it's when... I had been diagnosed with anxiety and at different times panic disorder because I was so scared that every time I went Mm -hmm. somewhere it would happen again. But um, anxiety was something that was just so much more at the forefront of every interaction I was in. Mm -hmm. Um, And, yeah, for me it would look like, in, like, less situations, I would just get really upset and I'd be crying um, and my skin would crawl. That was, like, Mm -hmm. the biggest one for me where I just felt like there was stuff on me. Um, and there were, like, thoughts in my head. and Everything was on the outside, but I could... Nothing could, like, reach me. Yeah. Um, and then some of the worst, like, ones when I would get really anxious was... I don't even know if you could call it being anxious, but I remember I would be super depressed, um, or upset about something, and I would just get completely stuck in my head with anxiety. Mm-hmm. And I would, like, be, like, sitting somewhere, and couldn't get out of my head I would just be sitting there and thinking about all the different scenarios and anxieties about things that would happen and not be able to move I'd be like all I have to do is just like take a deep breath in or move my hand and I was like I can't like I can't do it like I just I was so trapped
1: yeah I literally know exactly what you're talking about like I would do it I would like lay on my bed and I would like Mm -hmm. stare at the ceiling and I would be like there are so many things I have to do tomorrow Mm -hmm. like I have to turn in like 12 different papers at school. Yeah. Like, I'm falling behind in all my classes, and I would go through every single mm-hmm. thing that I deemed is wrong yeah. or that shouldn't be in my life. And I would just lay there and I'd feel paralyzed. And, like, yeah. I couldn't breathe. I couldn't think. I couldn't blink. I would just, like, stare. And yeah. I'd be like,
0: Your I would, brain like would try to move my brain would just be going as fast as it
1: could. Yeah, and, and I nothing just, like, else. could yeah. Like, I could not yeah. move. And every now and then, um, like, I'll wake up, and that'll still happen. I'll be like, oh, I have to go to school today, and then I'll mm-hmm. be laying down, I'll be like, all I need to do is move, and once I can move, I can, like, get up and start mm-hmm. my day, and I'm like, I just, like, I can't move. Like, I don't want to move, and it's yeah. just not going to happen.
0: Yeah. <laughs> of course it does. Yeah. But, you know. <laughs> yeah, I'll notice the same thing, like, every so often, I'll just be I gosh, I'm like, I don't want to get up. Or, like, it's just, like, that split second where things are still going on your head, and mm-hmm. you can see the wheels turning, and if I let it go any further, it'll go down that but I just like I just make some random movement quickly, mm-hmm. just like get out of that cycle.
1: yeah, it almost feels like a shiver, yeah, it's
0: weird, yeah. yeah, yeah, um but yeah, I I don't like that for me was like what the like worst like panic attacks looked like mm-hmm. um but I mean like having anxiety like, now towards certain things look so different. Like, I know, like, say, like, that. (laughs) Um, I get anxious about going back home and Mm -hmm. starting in a new school, everything like that, and I'm nervous about it. It's also so different from, Mm -hmm. like, whenever
1: you were a kid, Mm -hmm. like, if you don't mind me sharing, like, um, I remember, like, while you were talking about it, like, two instances, like, whenever I was a child, that, like, really were, like, this is a symptom of a kid who has anxiety. Mm -hmm. Um, and, like, me having panic attacks as a kid, I, in fact, I remembered my first one that I, like, didn't even realize was a panic attack, but it totally is. Um, Yeah. So, first story is, whenever I was really young, um, I used to not be able to go to bed whenever, like, my parents didn't tuck me in. Uh, only until I was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> only until i was like 5 but i just have like these memories of me sitting at the end of the hall
0: mm-hmm.
1: um that like led to my room because my bathroom light my brother and i shared a bathroom and our mm-hmm. bathroom light would like shine out to the end of the hallway but you couldn't see the rest of the house it was just like pitch black and i was terrified of the dark um so i remember sitting like crisscross at the end of this hallway, like, at the end of the light, mm-hmm. just staring into, like, this vast <laughs> that was the rest of my yeah. house, and just, like, calling my mom's name for, like, what felt like hours, yeah, and her just not responding and not responding, and me just, like, I'm, like, like, thinking that she's dead, or, mm-hmm. like, oh my god, like, a murderer came and, like, killed my parents, like, and, yeah. I was, like, I don't know, probably four in this memory, but, like, oh my god, like, zombies came, like, you know, super yeah. irrational. Like kid stuff, but it was weird, and I remember being like terrified out of my wits and just like calling her name like over mm-hmm.
0: and over and over. You shame the worst immediately, yeah.
1: yeah. And it was just weird, yeah. Um, I don't know, it's just an interesting thing that just popped up, whatever, yeah. Um, yeah, and then the second part is I remember whenever god, I must have been in like second grade, but every year before school of course since I was like growing so fast I'd have to buy a new pair of shoes Mm -hmm. and I always wore like black flats to school because I went to a private school and like there was a uniform and all that Mm -hmm. jazz um so every August we would go buy buy a new pair Jesus I cannot talk (laughs) buy a new pair of black flats at the shoe store um and I remember one year I had really liked the flats from like second grade and I was going into third grade and my mom was telling me to buy a new pair and like we needed to throw these out. And mm-hmm. I was like, but well, mom, I really like these. And she was like, no, we're, like we're going to throw them away. We're going to give them to Goodwill, but like you can't have these anymore. Yeah. And I remember like us having a discussion about it for like five to 10 minutes and then me putting my shoes in their shoe box and throwing them as far as I could under my bed so she couldn't reach them. Yeah. And like she got under there and she like got them out she was like Kayla like I don't understand why you're being like this like we really just need to throw these away yeah and I remember like grabbing the box out of her hands and like sitting on the ground and curling up around it and like screaming and crying and being like no mom like you can't take these from me and we, she was like Kayla I don't understand why you're overreacting <laughs> so much and I was like I, I don't know why I'm doing this either like yes. I, just, I need these shoes and you just don't understand and he was like 45 minutes, I <laughs> cried and screamed about these shoes, and it was very obviously not about the shoes, yeah. but I just, like, I was definitely having what a What do you think attack. it was about? And I don't know. Maybe, um, it could have been about, like, throwing away something that I deemed as, like, this is part of my new cool self that I think people will like, and, like, mm-hmm. I can't get rid of this. Yeah. Because I feel like people accept me whenever I have these things, because mm-hmm. I remember this girl... Ashlyn Dickens, she was like the it girl at my mm-hmm. school, and she was like, oh, "Are those Steve Madden flats? Like I really like those." <laughs> and I was like, Thanks. <laughs> Um, So, so that uh, could be part of it.
0: See, it I had the same like, thing with my um, yeah. light up sketchers. Oh, twinkle yes. Toes. Twinkle Toes. I'm oh my psyched. god! I got really into. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty, they're pretty great. <laughs> I need
1: to get me some Twinkle Toes.
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> they'll stay in the first grade forever
1: oh my god they're so great but it could be that or it could be like moving on to like a future that I wasn't comfortable with or like going into third grade was like deemed as I don't know I had a brother that was a year older than me so he was always just in the grade that was higher than mine and he would always tell me how terrible it was and how much he hated it and I would always be like really scared to go
0: like move yeah up to the next so not grade. want to let not wanting to let something go that symbolized, like, the, yeah.
1: And that totally could have been part of it. I'm not really sure. Yeah. But, yeah, I, like, absolutely freaked out about it. It was not good. Yeah.
0: But, yeah. Cool. Um, so another little puzzle piece of myself, um, the second or third time I was in the hospital, and at residential, I was diagnosed with OCD. Mm-hmm. Um, which, as you might know, is another anxiety disorder. So that was kind of... What I understand now is my entire... I functioned and lived my life to optimize for not feeling my emotions and getting Mm -hmm. control in any way possible. Oh my god, I completely understand that. Yeah, um, because they were just so uncomfortable. I feel them so strongly and they don't make sense and they're just awful. Mm -hmm. So why would... Yeah, just just like, don't, they don't. Yeah, it, it's fine, don't worry so about it. so 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 ineffective. Mm-hmm. But in the short term, it worked. Yeah. Um. So when I was younger, um, that looked like I don't even. That looked like arguing with my siblings. Um. Or. Folk, mm, I don't really know. Not really when I was younger, but. Now I see that come up with pushing away people in relationships and not wanting to empathize because Mm -hmm. that would require me to feel an emotion or making others feel worse because then that's an emotion I'm in control of. Mm -hmm. Um, and anxiety was an influx that wasn't depression and wasn't any deeper core issue. Mm -hmm. Um, so OCD was just, and all those compulsions, whether it be counting or tapping or hand washing or intrusive thoughts all of those were just another further way to gain control and not have to feel an emotion and just have something Mm -hmm. that I could hold on to. Um, And so it's kind of like, I don't know, like for so long that was what I was defined by was like depression and anxiety. Mm -hmm. But all of that was just a way that it all presented. Like I'm just someone that doesn't think that they deserve to be loved, and having emotions is mm-hmm. a weakness and isn't perfection, which yeah. would make me less deserving of that. So why would I possibly want that? Mm-hmm. Um, and everything else was just a um, domino effect. Yeah. But, yeah, that was, like, another, well, part of anxiety. mm
1: mm-hmm. uh, For me, like, somewhat recently, anxiety has showed up in, like, me trying to shove back my emotions, specifically being my anxiety, so, cause it makes me feel, it's such, it's like this, like, big tumultuous, like, blob, I guess, that kinda, like, seeps over you, and takes control over, like, every part of your body, um, so, I don't know where I was going with this, (laughs) Um, oh yeah, um, (laughs) so, (laughs) I used to, um, Like, try to cause physical pain to myself, to, like, I deemed it as this moment of, like, clarity.
0: Mm -hmm. I thought that... You were in control of it.
1: Yeah, it was something that I controlled, and Mm -hmm. I knew that if I did this thing, then it would cause this thing, and then that would, like, cease my anxiety and make me feel in control of the situation, and I would feel, like, okay, like, I can... I can control this, and that's fine, and I'm fine, and this Mm -hmm. is okay. Um, So it originally started out as me picking every part of my body. Um, I would, like, whenever I was in, like, 6th or 7th grade, my dad would always have, like, those useless plastic water bottles Mm -hmm. everywhere, and I would take the caps, and I would just have, like, an itch on my leg, and I would sit there and scratch at it for, like, hours and hours with those plastic water bottle Mm -hmm. caps and, like, have, like, these giant, like, gashes in my legs, Uh, because of it. And then it came to picking at my arms and at my face, um, and, like, getting every imperfection out that I possibly could. Um, and then later, like, right before I was sent to Wilderness, it came to, like, cutting and being, like, if I can get, like, my nerves to react in a certain way, like, this is fine. I got it. Mm -hmm. Like, this is okay. Um, and I remember in Wilderness, I wrote, like, this long journal entry to my parents, about how pain is like clarifying and it's like the greatest thing ever. It was really creepy. Like it was yeah. actually terrifying to read, but yeah. um it was like a genuine It was where you were at. It was a weird thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I still experience moments like since I've been here. Mm-hmm. Um I like I went snowboarding. Um like it it probably happened in like January Um, and I was going down this black that I'd been on before. Which one? And it was Evan's heaven. Oh. (laughs) And I smacked into this tree. Like, I came around this corner, like, absolutely flying, and I slammed into this tree, and I screamed a very specific word that I will not repeat, um, and I sat on the ground, and I thought I'd broken something. I hadn't. I just got, like, really, really giant bruises. Um, And I cried and cried and every single emotion that I'd been stuffing down for like months and months and months just all came up. And I was like, one of the staff members that was there was Casey. Mm -hmm. Um, She, I'm really close with her. So like she and I talked about it um, and we kind of held back our entire group for like 20, 25 minutes, but (laughs) that's okay. (laughs) Um, And so I still see like moments like that of, like, immense pain as, like, super clarifying,
0: um,
1: and it so really helps me, which is not healthy at all, but I haven't really found a way around it, so.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, at the beginning, when you were talking about self-harm, you were talking about imperfections, do you think that's something that you, that's driven from you, from, like, a core belief you have?
1: Yes. My core belief, I've done, like, the whole workshop Mm -hmm. thing with you, um, is, like, I am not good enough, and mm-hmm. I will never be good enough, therefore I have to do everything I possibly can to be good yeah. enough so if for you're, myself and those around
0: me. You're not good enough, and getting rid of imperfections is a way to somehow work towards be good, being good enough, yeah. and emotions are a flaw, mm-hmm.
1: and not are having a flaw, like,
0: emotions are a way, and not having them is a way for that you can be better. Yeah. Um, and because everything volcanoes, and yeah, pain brings that out and relieves Yes, so
1: I had this therapist, uh, back home, it was actually last summer, wow, that was a long time ago, <laughs> um, her name was Kristen, she was great, she was the third therapist I've had in my life who was named Kristen, oh um, <laughs> yeah, it was really weird, actually, but, um, she, I forgot where I was going with this, oh yeah, she, um, on one of my first sessions with her out. How my emotions worked as a volcano, and I have used that volcano in every single aspect of my therapy since then. It is like so helpful. Yeah. Like that's that's my emotions. Mm-hmm. I'm a volcano, and it's it's just super accurate. Yeah, I
0: don't know. So, what what helps? Like anxiety, <laughs> it fucking sucks. Yeah, it's dude, part of it. Like really my, does. <laughs> it's it's awful. There's no way around that. <laughs> it won't ever go away. Everyone gets anxious about something. Mm-hmm. Um what have you found that helped or made it better
1: um i it sounds so stupid but that little trick where everyone's like just take a deep breath like me just sitting down and like my my anxiety makes me super hyperactive and like spazzy if you will and i'll like talk really fast and i won't be organized and like I'll start freaking out and I'll fidget a ton and everything just, like, speeds up and goes really fast for me. So, um, me just, like, sitting down and, like, grounding myself and taking a deep breath and slowing every part of my body down, Mm -hmm. just, like, it all goes away and it's great. Um, so I totally recommend that for anyone who feels, like, who like, gets in that state of i can't control anything and like i'm literally just like everything is falling apart for me yeah just try to bring like clarity through your mind through like counting your breaths like counting your heartbeat another thing that helps me is like holding ice mm-hmm. um or like just take a drink of water, that I, I have also found that, like, drinking a ton of water helps my anxiety a lot, it's really stupid, but hydration is, like, the secret to literally everything. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah no, I agree with a lot of those. I know one of the biggest, biggest ones, um, which I learned at 3East, um, mm-hmm. residential, was the DBT skill of TIP, which mm-hmm. is temperature, intense exercise, paced breathing, impaired muscle relaxation. Mm-hmm. Um... So temperature, you, the best way to do it is you take a giant bowl of cold water and put a ton of ice in it, and you want to submerge your entire head, which sounds so stupid and so silly because you're freaking out about something. Go find a bowl of ice. Yeah. But seriously, if you're at home or you're somewhere where you have access to ice or something cold, when you put your head in, it stimulates your vagus nerve, which runs underneath your eyes and that's connected to your mammalian diving reflex so if you're like gonna dive into a cold thing of water your heart rate will slow down so that you can Mm -hmm. preserve your oxygen and decrease your carbon dioxide output so So your body physiologically has to slow down your heart rate and you breathe slower so so like when you're freaking out and screaming and angry and yelling and having all these emotions that shove your head physiologically (laughs) cannot fail Mm -hmm. um intense exercise Doing sprints, doing anything that elev- elevates your heart rate mm-hmm. further will bring you back down as well because mm-hmm. you can't maintain that forever. Yeah. Um, paired muscle re- pace breathing is like one, two, three, four in, like two counts out. Mm-hmm. Pretty self-explanatory, like you talked about. Um, and paired muscle relaxation. I only really use it when going to bed, just to like calm down. But you mm-hmm. clench different muscle groups mm-hmm. as you breathe in, and then release them as they go out, and mm-hmm. you like let go of tension so those are some really big ones but if I'm really anxious about something and I'm really 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 worked up it won't go away no matter what if I don't let it out and just cry and yeah. complain and be irrational and be like I just this all sucks and I don't get it and I'm so tired of it and I just can't do it anymore mm-hmm. um so if I don't do that like it's so 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 difficult to work past so just talking to someone and breathing and yeah. Yeah. But totally. it, like, it sucks. It's impossible to get through sometimes. Like, yeah. it's, there's no, it's, yeah, mm-hmm. like, it's just hard.
1: Sometimes um, it's just gonna be there,
0: and. And sometimes there all the time. Like, yeah, you're at and it all day. Yeah. Yeah. And
1: sometimes it's gonna be like a, Oh, like oh my god! Like I have to like sign these bills or something. Yeah. Like, oh my god! Like yeah. I cannot do this. Like this is me focusing on all of the money that I don't have. Like how mm-hmm. am I ever going to afford this? I'm going to lose my house. Yeah. Like super crazy things like that. And all you got to do is just like like get through it. Like take mm-hmm. a couple deep breaths, throw your head in a bowl of water, and <laughs> no. do it. Like yeah. you – Ultimately, it's like I'm I'm a big believer of choice theories. Like it's it's your choice mm-hmm. if you're going to get through it or not. It's your choice to be anxious, technically. Mm-hmm. Um, although I don't like that one a lot. I feel super but validated. It, but it's
0: so... <laughs> it's so like, true. <laughs> in the moment, everything is out of your control, mm-hmm. but I also agree with that, that mm-hmm. everything is your decision. Yeah. And... It feels so out of control. It feels so out of control. You're not making a decision to be depressed. You're not making a decision for your life to suck. hmm Um, but, like, I know looking back now I was because that got me relationships. That got mm-hmm. me emotions that weren't unhealth. Like uncomfortable yeah um so yeah
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's hard to find things that it's won't so help if you take a nice deep breath yeah yeah
1: just like i don't know be more chill yeah hashtag be more chill <laughs> what
0: <laughs> would you say to anyone who has struggled with anxiety is currently struggling with anxiety or has anxiety so anyone who's having like a rough time i have had this for a thick second if you will um
1: Please know that just because I'm 15, like, I, I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. um, but, like, take a deep breath. Like I've said, use the coping skills that we've mentioned in this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's something that has persisted for a long time, or even if it's persisted for just, like, two or three days, if it's something that you feel is legitimately, like, hindering your work ethic or your family or your relationships in life go see a therapist, even if it's just for one session, like, just go see someone, go talk Mm -hmm. to someone. If it's not a licensed therapist, have it be, like, your mom or your brother or your sister or, like, your friends. Like, just go speak Mm -hmm. to someone. Try to get it out. Try to vent. Do something that you know works for you. Go for a run. Take a bath. Play with your dog. Self-care. Self-care. Do stuff for yourself before you do things for others. I've struggled with that a lot. Yeah. Um... Yeah, just do everything that you can to make you feel better, and then whenever you are feeling motivated, and you and you do feel like okay, you can okay. go ahead and, like, move on with your life, go for it. Like, at times, the world's not going to be able to wait for you to get your shit together, mm-hmm. but, again, but at times, moving. it's going to have to wait. Yeah. So, I don't know, take care of yourself, and, like try to do as much good as you can to yourself as you inevitably do to others, so.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree with everything you said. It sucks. It's overwhelming, and it's awful. Um. I know, like, whenever everything just becomes too much, I just have to get out, I have to leave the situation, I have to be outside of the room, outside of the house, whatever it is that's going on, and just, like, take a deep breath and breathe. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'd say it's always just so, so, so important to circle back to whatever it was that was making you anxious. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, stopping, that's another skill. Stop, stop, take a step back, observe, and proceed mindfully. Mm -hmm. It's a long way of saying take the time that you need so that you can calm down, but you Mm -hmm. always have to come back to it because anxiety is so awful in the way that it wants you to avoid and the more and more and more you avoid the worse it becomes mm-hmm. so as impossible is as it is if you're scared of sharks go swimming in the ocean yeah the longer you wait and think there's gonna be a shark you'll never you'll never get to enjoy your life yeah, yeah you'll never even go near like you just have to
1: don't let the irrationality get the best of you do not let it rule your life you are mm-hmm. don't a big, let the anxiety
0: control you yeah
1: you are a big strong human and anxiety is like not even this tangible thing like it's literally mm-hmm. just like a figment it's like an idea mm-hmm. do not let it rule your life yeah like I went so long letting it rule every single, like, second, every yeah. single moment. Every single that relationship. Make, yeah. It made me, like, I was literally living my life in fear. Yeah. Like, do not do that. It sucks. So and if you much. have
0: done that, we don't, like, blink. Blame- yeah. We, bro. D- we both did it. I understand. It's, it's easier than doing the opposite. Mm-hmm. Um, But it doesn't have to be that way. You don't have to be in fear. You don't have to be miserable. You don't have to. Live in a constant state of being uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. There's another way um, to live, and mm-hmm. you can be happy and calm and yeah. not worried about all that. Um, so, yeah, I guess that's what I would say. But thanks for listening. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, really thanks for coming. Yeah, thank you,
1: <laughs> Sadie. I appreciate being on the show.
0: <laughs> I hope this helps someone. It's really, really, really difficult to articulate anxiety and all these abstracts. Yeah. Concepts and it's these just like little, a, like a figure. Yeah, it's weird. Like we have feelings that aren't the same as anyone else's feelings. We have stories that have so much emotional significance for mm-hmm. us that for someone else would be like a tent flying to Disneyland. What on earth?
1: Yeah, like who's this crazy yeah. lady? What is she
0: talking about? Um, but hopefully from this you were able to understand that you're not alone and that other people have gone through it too. It's a real thing. It sucks. Mm-hmm. A couple ways you can help and try and get out of it, and even just hear about people's experiences. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we hope you enjoyed. Yeah, we hope you guys enjoyed. Goodbye! All right. P.S., yes, nevertheless, nevertheless, she persisted. persisted. <laughs>